The Quarantine Boys are back, baby. Yes, sir. I'm your host, Martin Amini. And I'm your co-host, DJ Bo. DJ Bo's already in his feelings with the sad energy. I'm sorry, man. I, I can feel it. it I just... can feel the sad energy. It, you know what it is, man? It's it's Talk it's to okay me. to be sad, mm-hmm. but it's not okay to put that on your friends. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm, I'm, I, that's why I'm trying. That's why I've been avoiding you, so I don't put it on you. Yeah, you know, I'm in a situation where uh, I be getting sad text messages, mm-hmm. and it's like it's normal to be sad in this situation. It's just tough when. You're trying so hard, like so many of our listeners yeah. at home. We're all just trying to, you know, uh, get through this period. Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of people turn to us for like, um, you know, positivity and escape. 100%. You know, we're going to keep it real. Both sad. Y'all could feel it. Yeah. Me, you know, I'm a fighter. <laughs> I'm a tough guy. I come from, you know, um, the odds stacked against me. Well, I don't. I, mean? I don't want you to like. Put that out there. Like I'm just, I'm just sad all it. Like I, well, I, it happened. To, it started a couple of days ago when I was just like feeling it. Maybe it was because I dropped the video. Didn't do as many numbers as I wanted. We can go into. You want to just go into that? We can go into that. Like, what is the, what is the, what's the, so what's the dynamics with you dropping videos? How does it affect your career? It's and at this point. What happened with the last post? Well, at this point, the videos are kind of like all I have at the moment. Because usually I'll use the videos to... Which is kind of sad. It's very sad. Let's be honest. No, no, it's very sad, bro. (laughs) Which is why I'm sad. But when things were normal... I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to keep it real. I mean, it's the same shit with you. Like, all you got now is Twitter. I know. (laughs) But, like, it... It, it it was a formula where I'll drop the videos and then use the videos to kind of like we'll do the the live shows and I'll do parties, but now I don't have any of that. So like if I don't get enough love on the videos, <laughs> I don't want you to mistake my laughing as diminishing your no, feelings. No, bro, like, this is just us being this is honest. How, this like, is how I cope. Um, I kind of like because things are so sad. Yeah, that like I I you laugh. Have to laugh I, at I it. mean, as a comedian, yeah. I don't know if that's like some dark shit, but like. Yeah, dog. Like I seen the video not do good, and I was like, "Yeah, that's gonna hurt." But you know what? It even hurt more because, like, I thought I was like my most fire video. <laughs> that's crazy. Because <laughs> it took so much work than most of my other videos, where I just blend songs. This one was like I made the song from scratch, mm-hmm. and then I did all these different video cuts. I was on my on my on my Martin Scorsese shit. Yeah, I seen you with the plants, the smiles, the the whole thing. Yeah, niggas were not fucking with it. So you know, I think um, yeah, there's a lot of variables involved, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I could relate to posting something on social media and not getting the response you you thought you were gonna get. Right. So you know, I empathize with that, but let's take a moment to laugh at how bad things are. <laughs> you know, because that's all For we sure. can do. You know, we gotta the whole the whole you know, my man's. Sad off not getting likes and retweets. Meanwhile, the world is burning on fire. <laughs> well, that's not what it goes back to. Like, I thought maybe this would like help people. It, it would be like my thing to man. Give no one gives a fuck, bro. They want to see memes, dog. They yeah, want to see people. Niggas were not fucking with it, man. If I'm you ain't like, twerking on toy lanes, IG live, you ain't popping. <laughs> Guess the twerking. Yeah, I'm guess not, the twerking, bro. I'm I'm good on it. I'm good on that. And by to, the way, you want me to cheer you up? Uh yeah, but before that, the lights might—I don't know if the car's on. It could kill your batteries. Yeah, it will. Don't worry. Well, I'll turn it off. We're we're recording in my Toyota Rav Four outside the house. 
Um, but yeah, what'd you have in mind to keep my, have my spirits up? Well, nothing crazy. I mean, okay. you know, I don't got any types of super, you know, just like, hey, man, just drop another video. <laughs> and, 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 and forget about this it. This is all I got. Yeah, don't be posting videos with no beard, too. That joint probably was another. You think that's what it was? I think so. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, just let the shit grow out then. Yeah. But, you know, it's it. this is, this is for... Uh, for the betterment of society, because you know the beards, the same beards, kind of hold on to the virus. So you want to be clean shaven. All right, Doctor Fauci over here. What? I'm, what? I'm trying right. to contribute. Let's move forward. Uh, that was the sad segment by DJ Bo. Yeah, yeah. Now to some positivity. We got um, we got a lot of dope questions from the listeners. So, Wait, but first, but first, before the questions, we got to congratulate you on your article. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that. You know what I mean? I, I just had an article published yeah. by um, a dope publication uh, by the name of Remescla. They're, uh, they're a dope, dope online publication. Yeah. Um, check it out. It's on, Links are available on my Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, congrats on that, man. You just had to watch it to post. Watch it and post. You know, yeah. I don't want to brag, but you know, your boys. Uh, I'll brag for you, man. Como se dice, a popping. I, I will brag for you, bro, bro. A popping in, in <laughs> la calle. Estrito. Estritos. <laughs> okay. All right. See, that's what happens when you gas me. Uh, you give me a little, I'm going to run with that. I'm going to say, Arr. all right. So, you see me, look. Things aren't going my way either, but am I in my feelings? No, I, I, I put it, I push it down, push it down. <laughs> and when it's time to record, I'm fucking positive. I'm on these right, fucking nigga. amateurs around me. I'm right, sick nigga. of it. Relax. Bunch of, I get it. No, I get it. I under, you know what it is? A lot of people aren't used to this situation. You're not sounding very empathetic right now, though. Well, you know what? It's for the listeners. I have to give them energy because oh, there's, there, you know, if they're on your level, we're just adding on to their anxiety and stress. Maybe they need that. Maybe they need to relate to that. I mean, yeah, but for how long? You know, we got to move forward. We well, the record. last couple of episodes, we've been in good spirits. This is just the one time that I'm just, you know, it caught me when I'm down. The show is called The Overachievers, <laughs> all right? It's not the fucking sad boys. All right, nigga. Uh, questions. I thought we gave you enough time on it. I did. I'm good. That was five minutes. <laughs> you want more time on being no, sad? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I, I just want to answer the questions. Jeez Louise. I'm fucking more sad than an R&B album. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Your boy's still on. All right. All right. Here, I got some I got some doozies for us. This is um right. this was like some uh last minute tweet that I put out and I got some good ones off Twitter. Nice. Uh this is from at no I'm not on Twitter. He goes oh, That's my boy. Yeah, he goes, um, do you think it would be possible to meditate in hell? If so, do you think it's possible to be at peace in hell? Jesus and I Christ. thought this was a very interesting <laughs> question to open up the podcast. You know, uh, well, there's there's there there's so many angles and variables on how to approach this. You know, mm -hmm. um, first off, you know what is hell? You know, is that the traditional, you know, the Bible, heaven and hell, the the the, the fire? You know. Or, or is it just us in quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> or is it just us looking at memes to cheer us up every day? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Hoping hell. that our fucking insane president is like, <laughs> hopefully doesn't have a meltdown on TV, which he seems to be having every day now. Um, so, 
uh, you want to take the, you want to go first, Bo? Um, sure. What's the first part of the question? Goes, Can you meditate in hell? Would it be possible to meditate in hell? Um, shit. I would say yes, because I would say this is this feels very hellish, and I still been keeping my morning meditation routines. Um, it it's 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 been possible for me. Yeah. And what's the second? What's the second? Okay, part? so he goes. If so, do you think it's possible to be at peace in hell? Now that part, uh, no, I would. I'm not at peace. I haven't been at peace for the past month, but I would say the meditation has been helping. Um, it could have been, it could be worse, because I right now I'm going through this little sad phase. But it's again, it's just a phase. I've been, I've been in good spirits for the most part, but you are gonna go through ups and downs, and that's okay. But having something like a routine or a meditation routine for me, it helps. If that answers your question, Kaliko. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, meditation and hell. Sure. Why not? You know what I mean. Uh, I don't see what what could be stopping you from meditating in hell. You know. Again, is it the traditional hell? Is there like fires or torture involved? If people are torturing you, you know that might be challenging. But if it's like just fire and you just build an immunity to that, then yeah. And so, to answer the second part, if you think it's possible to be at peace in hell. This is a really interesting introspective question. I like this a lot. He goes, yeah. because I do think you can have peace and hell because I feel like the people who go to hell mm -hmm. might relish the environment. I think more people who go to hell are probably more comfortable in hell mm. than they would be in heaven. It's true. Think about it. Yeah. Who goes to, who goes to hell in the traditional sense? Criminals. You know what I mean? Rapists, uh, motherfucking just degenerates, you know what I mean? Pieces of shit, scumbags, you know? Uh, and I think, like, it's chaos. Those people, they thrive off chaotic situations. So I think, like, you know, um, you gotta, you know, they did dirt before they died. Mm. And I feel like, they're probably more comfortable and peaceful in that environment. They have to be in that environment. So, and it kind of, kind of like makes me reflect on like our current situation where, you know, it's a very uh, chaotic situation that we're all going through. And I think like, depending on what your background is, you know, um, it, it really will, uh, I think, structures on how you deal with this certain situation you know guys like Bo you know you it's, it's, it's not easy what? it's not easy Nigga, I've, I've been through some shit too like I live a artist lifestyle which isn't always like you know um, things aren't always certain like certain for you uh, which yeah. is what now is is very uncertain but again you go through ups and downs as an artist there are times when in my regular lifestyle, I was sad as well. So I'm going to be sad today, but it doesn't mean I'll be sad tomorrow. It's That's just, true. It's just part of it. 
Like you, you had your moments when you were sad. I'm never sad. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I remember, I live with you. Yeah, no. But, yeah, no. But I had to snap out of it because I mean, yeah, you have. It's, it's important. It's, I think it's important. It's okay to feel sad. Sure. But you have to continue because we, we're in it for the long haul. Oh yeah, this shit's just getting started. So exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. That's a good question. I'm I'm very glad he asked that one. Hey man, shouts out to you, Calico. All right, so. Um, the second question is from us from Instagram, DMV Twitchy Trent. He goes, um, Martin, do you ever wish that you could stay put or do you enjoy the, the busy pace travel lifestyle? And, uh, has this perspective changed since the start of your career? Well, that's a that's a difficult question to answer right now because we're in fucking quarantine. But but I think it's a good question. Um, sure. There's different answers to this. So my first answer will be, uh, man, I would I would eventually love to be in one place. Uh, typically, I would imagine it in my forties, just be like chill, kind of like not have to travel too much, but. I'm 32 now. I thought this was going to be the year where I was going to be traveling a lot. And I feel like I want to spend my 30s getting it out the way. <clears throat> Airports, flights, hotels. Shit that's not that appealing, but I think because I'm still young, I could get it out the way. Sure. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, this perspective has changed. Like, now... Uh, it doesn't look like flights are in the cards right now. I don't know when when flights are going to be okay. So that's why that's what makes everything so interesting. Is like, what's going to happen with flights? What's going to happen with like crowds? Are we going to be comfortable? Are we all going to be like Asia just wear masks everywhere? You know? Yeah, that'd be weird. It would be, but then at the same time, maybe it wouldn't. Maybe that's just what life is. You just wear masks everywhere. And look. If it was between having shows and people wearing masks or oh no, yeah. not having shows and people, you know what I mean, don't wear masks. Sure. It's like, bro, let's that's get a, a ninja style yeah, all day, sure. baby. Ninja me up. Because I'm trying to do shows. Same thing with the, if you, if you, the only way you can go to the club is with getting masked up. Guarantee you, going to be Gucci masks all up in that joint. <laughs> you know what I mean? People on the dance floor with Gucci masks. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what I mean? Crumping for no reason. Um, so that was a good question. Did you, same thoughts. Same thoughts. Move to the next one. Yeah. All right. Let's do the. Um. Let's move to. We got some more questions, but before we get into the questions, um, let's talk about some current events. Sure. Uh, today <clears throat> past this, you know, we're recording this Monday. Bernie Sanders stepped down a few days ago. From the uh from the elections and today he endorsed uh Joe Biden. Biden. Uh what are your thoughts on that, DJ Bo? Are you a political dude? I wouldn't say I am, but I do pay attention to what's happening. Um I I just think this country is just so anti socialist that the idea that Bernie could have ever been president was so far fetched. Um he did give it a good run though. But I just think this country's ideals is just so far removed from anything socialist, like, related. Because um, even, it's not even like, I wouldn't say the people are not really riding for him. It's more so his party. 
And yeah, it's just it it can't happen in like the 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 number one capitalist country in the world to have someone like Bernie running that country. It's just I just don't see it happening. And it just played out that way. Yeah, I think um I I slightly agree. I just feel like uh I feel like our country is just we're so um fragmented. There's so many different crews and cliques. I think the one of the reasons why people are really um anti-Joe Biden is because he's not as liberal as people want him to be. He's more of a moderate. Mm. And we really wanted universal health care. That was something that was Bernie was pushing. And he just seemed like a stand-up dude, you know. I've said it on, on stage, but he just he just seems like a good guy that you can go get hot cocoa with, yeah. you know, and someone who's honest <clears throat> in a time where it's like, yo, you can't really trust what these people are saying. So that's what made it real disheartening to see him step down is like damn that was like one of the last few good guys yeah um but i was thinking about this the other day i was like you know on the low you know joe biden's running for for president but who's to say barack obama ain't gonna be behind the scenes calling some shots who's to say barack wasn't texting a few people about you know we got to get behind joe because if you know if joe was in office yeah, that's his guy. You know, Barack's going to be in that joint having a pretty big influence. So does that mean like almost a third term for Barack? Because, you know, watching Joe, he ain't he ain't really moving like that. You know what I mean? He I ain't know. really, I, I think know, it's sleepy wishful Joe. Thinking. I think it's a good point, but I just think it's wishful thinking. Because um, Joe Biden if, looked like an I, old I, golden if I, retriever. If I was Barack, I'd be cool. I'd be chilling, man. Because office just being in office just takes a toll on you as a person. Uh, and this nigga has like a whole family to take care of. I think he would rather want to just focus on his family at the moment. Cause no, I'm just I'm just being real. I I, I can't really see him trying to like kind of want to get back into it. What a boring take. All right, it's not a boring take. It's an <laughs> honest take. He's a fan. I think Bo, you're living vicariously through Barack. Like this man isn't power hungry like every other politician. It's not that he's good. power hungry. He just has different priorities. Nah, he's definitely... I mean, he's... Yeah, that's a nice way of saying it. Um, All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, Are TikTok dancers the future? Fuck no. <laughs> Was that a question? Uh, no, it's just a current... You know, <clears throat> it seems like the biggest takeaway from this situation that we're in currently with this pandemic is that um, motherfuckers love to dance their pain away. And post it online. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> no matter how bad things get, motherfuckers will dance their uh, ass off for a few likes. We don't give a fuck. No. Nah. Man, humans are a very, very funny, funny race, man. We are an interesting species. <laughs> you know what I mean? The world could be on fire, but like, hold up. Let me get this last little TikTok <laughs> in real quick for the for the gram. You know what I mean? Uh, the world need to see me shine. <laughs> Show this to my grandkids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus. That's the future, though. Some of them have been getting a little creative, though. Not the dances, but just some TikToks I've been running across. I mean, bro, look at, if you look at the dances, they've incorporated families. Families yeah, yeah, yeah. are dropping TikTok. Like grandma's doing some shit. The little switch joint. There's so many. It's... it's Bro, it's not a fad. It's the movement. That's, that's I'm, I mean, I'm a you know, if I had more space to do like create it, it's tough because of the my in living situation right now is like super difficult. 
And I'm trying my best to like tread lightly because I'm in a house right now with DJ Bo and my father. And it's like mm. everyone is just kind of like just trying just to keep it cool. And I ain't trying to push too many buttons and try to use the living room, you know what I mean? Or whatever. It's like real hard right now to create. That's why I'm fucking recording this in my car. But the moment we can go back out, I'm going to try to get an office, do some TikTok joints, you know what I mean? Get to, well, it's because it's like, I want to try to, I don't, I think it's important to like create. So you really think TikTok's the new wave? I think TikTok is going to save the comedy world. Interesting. I think we're going to see TikTok kids headlining comedy clubs and selling out shows because they're killing it on TikTok. They're the new, um, you know, Instagram sensations. So I think that's what's going to happen because after all this is said and done, it don't matter your background as long as you got a following and sell mm. tickets, you're going to get invited everywhere. Because not everyone's going to have a following after this, I'll tell you that. Hell no. So, shit, if any TikTokers out there, you know, need an opener, shit. <laughs> Hit your boy up. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to open for you. All right, let's go. We're going to take a quick break. Um... I'll be right back. All right. All right. So that was a nice little couple questions, some uh, social commentary. Let's get back to some questions. Um. Oh, this one's from Veronica Morales. This is on Twitter. She asked, cool. um, do y'all remember your last ass whooping from your mama? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Bo, you want to answer this one first? Um, sure. So... Damn, I can't give a specific. I get, I got like highlight reels. Yeah, like walk us through. What, okay, so like, you know, first, what's your back? You're Cameroonian, mama. Cameroonian. So we believe in corporal punishment back home. So if you do something fucked up in school, mm-hmm. your teacher beats you. Your mom beats you. Damn, your teachers beat you. You oh, ever yeah. got hit by a teacher? I've been beat by my teachers a bunch of times. What? Yeah. Oh, walk us through that, bro. That's kind of cool. So like, uh, you. So we don't have school buses. You got to walk to school. So you had that added pressure of getting to school on time. Mm, no and goat rides? No goat rides. <laughs> and my, my parents didn't have a car because the roads were all fucked up, so we didn't really need one. So we had to just walk to school, me and my brothers. And on numerous occasions, we got there late. So when you get there late, or when you get to school... Damn, you was even late in Cameroon? Yeah, I was late in Cameroon. Damn, you late everywhere, bro. So when you get to school, uh, you know, like you had like... Uh, was it the 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 kind of meet up thing before first period mm-hmm. I forget what it's called but we do that where the whole school kind of like lines up in front of the schoolyard and the kids that come in late there's a gate that you have to go through and there's a certain teacher that's just waiting for you and as you go by you get hit on your fingers with a ruler or they could beat you on your ass whatever way they feel like punishing you that day but like that was like your intro to school if you came in late and then throughout class if you just misbehave there's no detention nothing Dang. like that you just get beat by the teacher, um, and then you get sent home to tell your parents. So your mom gets news of it. She she beats you, and then your dad usually gets to work later. She'll be like, yeah, when your dad gets home, you know, you got that. So you get three beatdowns? You, you get three beatdowns. Oh, my It's even God. worse sometimes, like, if, if it's something involving, like, a neighbor. Because I used to be, like, a little nuisance where I would throw rocks on my neighbor's, like, rooftop, and it was zinc. So it'll end up fucking up the zinc where 
when it rains, it'll leak into the the neighbor's house. So I kept fucking up his zinc. So eventually, dude got pissed off. And Are they came, like huts? No, nah, they're like actual houses. But like we use um, we use stone, not stone, but uh, actual brick, and we use zinc for like the roofs. It's not like the paper mache shit y'all got here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but it sounds I, like it wasn't that sturdy because. Uh, <laughs> whereas it, it it's because I'm You're over here talking shit. We meanwhile motherfuckers get holes in their ceiling because yeah, because it's, it's a zinc. It's zinc. Like I'm using big rocks too. It's not like little rocks. I'm just like throwing a bunch of rocks. But anyways, you I fuck up my neighbor's zinc. I remember one time where he got pissed off. He like chased me down, beat my ass. Told my told my dad about it, and then my dad like gave me shit for it too, and like beat me up like real good. So yeah. like it's it's just like a it's Damn. a very the village raises raises the child type of situation. So man, yeah, everyone kind of gets kind of gets you out the way. You got Maybe. fucked up. Yeah, um, I got fucked that's up. That's a good story. You know, you got fucked up by your teacher, your mom, your dad, your neighbor. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> That's pretty epic. I like that Cameroonian <laughs> capital punishment style. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think um, I think every child of immigrants has a a good beatdown story. The most memorable time I probably got fucked up the hardest. I was eleven. I was in sixth grade, mm. and was that six? Was it sixth or seventh? Maybe it was seventh. If I was in seventh grade, I would have been 12. I skipped school um, with uh, Michelle Pabico, Maureen Guerrero, and Gabby Harris. Mm-hmm. It was like, at the time, the three prettiest girls in school. Oh, no, I remember. And, and it was just me. So we all decided to skip school. And we decided we were going to go to the mall. <laughs> so we get on the bus. We go to the mall. It's me and the three prettiest girls in the school. I'm like, yo, this is fucking dope. <laughs> um, at one point, we get to the mall. I mean, keep in mind, you know, we met up at like 7.30 a.m. when like we were supposed to get on the bus. So we're like bored as fuck. So we get on the bus, school, the metro bus, go to the mall, Montgomery Mall. Mm-hmm. And now we're walking around <laughs> Montgomery Mall like at 10 a.m. And like it's empty. It's just us and old people. So like, and we're like twelve years old. Yeah. <laughs> so we just like stick out, and we decide to. At the time, there was a department store called Hex, and uh, we're at Hex, and <laughs> Gabby and Michelle start like looking at clothes, and they start taking clothes to the dressing room, and I'm like, meanwhile, I'm talking to, uh, I'm with like Maureen, who you know we at the time we used to we didn't date at that moment, but we used to date in sixth grade. You know what I mean? So, you know, we have a little bit of a rapport and whatnot. So I'm hanging out with Maureen and we're chilling. And uh, next thing I know, I see Gabby and, and Michelle come out the dressing room. They're like, and they're like not even looking at us. And we're like, yo. And then Maureen, I guess, was already hip to what was happening. And she's mm-hmm. like, yo, don't don't look at them. I'm like, what are you talking about? Don't look at them. Like, yo, why are they acting like, why are they ignoring us? And they're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> and I'm like a kid. I'm tw- I'm like twelve. I'm right. like I don't. I, I didn't understand what was happening, and so they just walked out of Hex with like bags in their hands, and I was like, I didn't see those bags before. <laughs> and they walk out, and then me and Maureen kind of just like we're walking side by side just together, and kind of like followed them out, and like now we're like down the little. 
we're like further down the mall. Mm-hmm. We the girls are kind of like smiling now. Now we're in a group again, and then within like ten seconds, we just get like raided by like undercover <laughs> retail police. <laughs> they're like, they're like, go go go! We got him! We got him! We got him! And me and Marina are looking at each other, and they're like, the security guards are looking at us, and they're like, get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> and me and Marina are like, okay. And then so like we walk, we like we leave. And we get on, you know, we're outside now and like they arrested <laughs> Gabby and Michelle. Jesus and, Christ. Uh, I guess they got arrested. And um, uh, what happened? And then, um, oh, and then, okay, so yeah, we get up, we, you know, so then we just like kill time, me and Marina together. And um, it was pretty chill. We were having, you know, we were like, damn, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yeah, like, damn. They got greedy, you know what I mean? They, we were just already skipping school at the mall. They had to go steal shit. Anyway, so, it's, it's you know, stealing shit at 11 a.m. when no one else is in the store and you're like 12 years old is probably not the best idea. Mm. You know, you're 12. What are you going to do? So, I get home. Uh, I, I, I time it out where it's like exactly when I would get home mm-hmm. off the bus. And... My mom's in the kitchen. She's cooking. I go, hey, mom. She goes, hey, Mio, how are you? I'm like, all right, I'm good. She's like, how was school? I was like, oh, it was pretty good, man. We had a test today. I think I did good. She's like, oh, that's good. (laughs) And then, like, as I'm talking to her, the phone rings. (laughs) She answers the phone, and she starts talking in Spanish. And all of a sudden, (laughs) as she's talking, her face changes, and she looks at me. And then I'm like, I'm like, in that moment, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Maureen's mom, mm-hmm. I guess, was like calling my mom because I guess Michelle's mom called Maureen's mom. Mm. So it was like this whole chain of events. And then within moments, yo, my mom hung up the phone and started beating my ass with the belt. Like, like <laughs> fucking. She kept, she was fucking my legs up with the belt. And. That was, like, probably the... Because she's beat me before, mm-hmm. but this was, like, the hardest she's beat me. Like, she was, like, y- like yo, going at it. And, um, was she, like, cursing at you while yeah, she Yeah, she was cursing at me, like, how can you... You pretending to <laughs> 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 to school. You're not my me no you're more. You're smiling at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a stupid... <laughs> Who oh, is a stupid girl? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh. I'm like, mommy, please, please. I didn't oh. say anything. Please don't. I, I just skipped school. Oh, man. I thought I was in the clear. Turns out Maureen also got beat. Everyone got beat that day. We got our That's asses beat. That's what you beat. guys get for skipping school. I guess, man. We were so cool, though. <laughs> I guess. We were so cool. Shit, man. Uh, yeah, man. Being cool, man. I don't know. That shit comes at a price, bro. Everyone's trying to always be cool and shit. You know, but no one wants to pay the price. <laughs> oh, man dropping gems out here today. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. That was our uh, Veronica. I hope you enjoyed that story of me getting hit by the belt. Um, you know, the shoe was also very common, but that was for less lesser crimes. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Walter, our buddy Walter hey, asked a good Walter. question on Twitter. He said, um, <clears throat> Martin, what has been your most influential uh, 
music genre and artists in your life? And then Bo, who are your top five artists in all, like crossing all genres and why? So for me, um, genre, music genre, I think, um, I think, uh, I mean, I you gotta go with what? You gotta go with rap, right? You gotta go with, for I me. I mean, this is for you, nigga. This yeah, is you gotta your... go with rap. So for me, yeah. But I rap. think that's fair. That's why you pretty much listen to for the most part. Yeah, like, especially growing up, um, earlier, I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast, like. Bone Thugs and Harmony and Fuji's were like my first, literally the first albums in my house mm. that my brother brought home. It was Eternal East 1999 and the score. And that kind of set the tone. Nice. Those are two, two goat albums. Yeah, and they came out around the same to. time. So that was what was brought home. And then, it, you know, it evolved to um, just uh, more, more rap. I had a friend by the name of Austin. Hey. He uh, he put me on to a lot of, I guess you could say, underground hip-hop. Yeah. Like the Pharaoh Monch, the M.O.P., Cormega, Nas at the time. And this is all like early high school, 9th through 11th grade. And then um, and then college is when Kanye started to pop. College Dropout um, was an influential album. You were on DMX Heavy, too. DMX was big in middle, early, earlier years. Huge. Yeah. Like tough guy rap was was a big part of like my personality. Um, at the time, it was just mainstream. Yeah, to be like a tough dude, you know. Especially in our neighborhood. Fifty Cent. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Especially in our neighborhood. So uh, that was a huge thing, and I think I've I've learned the importance of trying to listen to new music to keep your mind fresh. Yeah, I think it's important to listen to the newest. That's why I'm like excited about the like the YBN core days, the Golings, the Chaz's French, like all like these, the younger guys, um, Rich the Kid, yeah, you know, uh, trying Twenty One Savage, because I think it's important to hear the new messages and new the new the new stuff that you know keeps you keeps you on her toes. For sure. What about other genres? Like, do you dabble um, with other? I, I mean. <clears throat> I have a soft spot for like, like okay, there is a group called Fulanito back in the day mm. uh, that uh, was he- played heavily um, in my house for parties. My mom and dad used to throw parties all the time, <laughs> and they would have these like, big dance parties for our birthdays. Nice. All the kids would be in the basement, all the parents would be upstairs dancing, and Fulanito <clears throat> was in heavy rotation. And uh, yeah, like certain, like Mark Anthony. Uh, was a big part of that. Like whatever my mom was playing while she was cleaning, yeah. it's like one of those things where, like you, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really think about it, but then you get older, you're like, oh shit, this brings me back to my childhood. Mm. You know, um, certain vibes. You know, I went through a reggae, a reggae vibe where it was like, uh, um, it was like different stages in my life. Yeah, I would just have different genres. Do you ever listen to African music? Um, no, nah, it's not really like something I like. I seek out. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, you know, I think you're the first African I really like started to hang out with like that. Actually, that's not. That's true. not true. That's not true. Yeah, I've actually had so many African <laughs> friends. I like, like thought what? about it. I was like, wait, actually, no, most wait of my friends minute. have been African. Damn, that is kind of crazy. I rip around a lot of African people. It's cool, man. I think we like your energy. All right, so. 
your question was, who are your top five artists in all genres and why? All genres. All right, I'm going to just go in the moment because uh, I can't do like the dead or alive thing. It would be too much. For As of people list, that I'm listening Across to. Across all the genres, though. So it's not. Yeah, yeah. People I've been listening to lately, Burner Boy, um, he's kind of like the voice of Africa right now as far as I'm concerned. He yeah. just he just put out great music and it's almost like a second coming of Fela for this new generation. And I'm a big, big Fela head, so Burner is like really important uh, as an artist to me right now. Um, he's dope. Who else? I like... I've been fucking with uh that girl Snow Allegra. Okay. Um not sure who she is, but she does R and B. She's uh she's a Swedish Persian girl that was Persian. Yeah. Nice. She was I think she was mentored by Prince, if I'm not mistaken. But Prince discovered her. But like now she's she's put out like What's a, the song that she's done that we might know? Um I Want You and Woe. She did Woe with um dude from Creed, Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Uh, she just did a video with him that would, like, but she's like, she's on the radio with "I Want You," I think with Black. Um, what about Doja Cat? Doja Cat's cool, but she like too mainstream though. At least for the sound that I, I'm like gravitating to. Okay. Snow, Snow, I think like she perfects. Us. She's almost like very Sade ish, and I fuck with Sade. So Snow, Burner Boy, uh, by Bonnie, by Bonnie, by Bonnie. This last album was dope because <clears throat> growing up in the neighborhood we did, reggaeton was just like, uh, it was just a, a mainstay. So, I, like, I grew up being exposed to it. Um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, all that shit. It was, it was very, it was very, like, it was a very distant uh, uh, close cousin to, like, dance hall. And, like, dance hall was in its peak back then. Mm -hmm. So, just being exposed to, like, reggaeton. Like, most of the girls I had crushes on were, like, Spanish girls and like that's all they listen to so right. I would kind of like want to know what they're hip to you know even though I had no game but reggaeton was huge for me so having someone as dope as Bad Bunny kind of capture that sound again was uh, I think for for me as a DJ that was like a dope little moment um, that's three right mm -hmm. uh, who have I been listening to of late Let's see. Oh. Um, he hasn't put out anything of late, like recently, I would say. But Jameson's just always, he's kind of like my favorite artist right now. I can see that. Yeah. You know, you being all sad and whatnot. Well, he's not a sad boy. Oh, he's he's just, he just, he be emotional, man. He's a sad boy. Nah, man, y'all just be, y'all just. All right. And then. I like his, I like his work, though. I like his, um, that's yeah. like mood, that's like mood music. Mood music, for sure. Yeah, And can. then, um, Amapia, I don't have one specific artist, but all the South African people making Amapiano or just like people online, or people like Jules, like he's from UK, that make, I'm a piano music. It's a very piano-driven house type of music that derived from South Africa, and like I'm, I'm like obsessed with that sound right now. So anybody just kind of making that sound, I'm really like gravitating towards it. So I'm gonna just put like all the I'm a piano artists as like number five. But those are like the musical artists I've been kind of checking of late. 
it'll change probably next week, but yeah. What do you think the future of parties are going to be? I don't. I know, like most people, be making a joke of you know having that outfit where after after this is done, that'll be the first thing to go to is like to a party to turn up. I don't see that happening immediately. I feel like it's gonna take six to maybe six to twelve months for us to get back in settings where you can like have a actual like a party situation like what we, we've been kind of used to for the past. Mm. You know, it's gonna take time. Like. Both Fauci has spoken. Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I just don't want. I, 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 I'm holding my expectations as a DJ. I just have to like, and that's one reason why I've been in my fields because I have to accept that reality. That no, I feel I'm, you. I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm not gonna DJ for a while. I'd be giving you a hard time, but I feel you on being realistic because I'm on that shit too. On yeah. the low, like I have to like come to terms. Like there is a there is a, a strong chance I won't be doing comedy for a long time. Mm. But at the same time, I've been pushing myself to do the podcast, tweet sure. more, mm-hmm. you know, and still reach the people, you know. So if you're listening to this, I'm 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 encouraging you to please, you know, uh, follow me on the Twitter, like uh, hit me up, DM me, um, email me, ask me more questions, so that way I can get more engaged and involved, and it makes me want to keep. Um, writing more yeah because uh you know the the one thing that's missing for me that's probably affected me on the most highest level is not being around not not being around people like the best feeling in the world is performing for large groups i mean i'll do i do i've done all types of shows my whole career two people four people ten whatever whatever you know i i've done it all but when it's like you know, a sweet three, four hundred people in a room is it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. And that's the one thing I'm kind of missing right now that I just kind of had. And I want to be able to when I look on my, you know, podcast analytics and I'm like, oh, 400 people listen. I'm like, there you go. Mm. That feels good. Yeah. It's not the same, but it still feels good to like, oh, OK. Um, the people are people. still exactly. Yeah. I'm still reaching people, cause end of the day, my my like long term assessment of this whole situation is, what am I gonna do long term? You know, if 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 you know, am I gonna? I, I honestly do believe we'll get back to where we were. It will be a while, but I yeah. do believe it's gonna happen. Do I see myself quitting? No. Do yeah, I, neither do I. You know I, what I mean, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't see point. myself not teaching. I can't see. Yeah, and same thing with me. I can't see myself not just being a comedian, but but you know, not being an impactful comedian. Like yeah. I, I, I look at myself, and I don't want to get too. You know, I'm not a cocky dude. But one, speak on it, nigga. But one thing this pandemic has done has, it's made me want to step into more of the limelight mm. and, and own my. On your shit. On my uh, my voice. On your like, shit. Yo, like, I am that dude. I just I I, I want to continue to make an impact, and and be a voice for the people who don't have a comic in the for them. Yeah. You know, I feel like this is gonna bring minorities <laughs> a lot closer together. I hope it does, because I definitely have this feeling in my heart that like this pandemic is gonna. Why just minorities? 
because I think we're the most affected by this. Sure. I think we're the most um, marginalized people when it comes to being given resources and tools to grow in this country. Mm-hmm. And I think we deserve more outlets. Sure. And I think like an artist like myself and you mm-hmm. provide a platform for younger artists coming up or someone to look up to. Yeah. Someone might have seen the article I you know that was put out today by Remis Kla and be like, "Yo, there's a Bolivian Iranian comedian right now?" <laughs> and like look me up and be like, "Yo, this dude's funny. This dude's dope." Yeah, yeah. I didn't know there's a Bolivian Iranian comedian out here. And they're like, "Yo, I sh- I want to do comedy." That shit can happen easily. I can see that easily happening. Like, that kind of yeah, already yeah. Ha- that's already kind of happened. I've been getting so many messages and DMs all the time about people who are trying to get into it. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that like I've made it more realistic and For more sure. accessible. Now, am I like motherfucking making Trevor Noah money or Hassan Minaj money? No, but I'm in a position where you know you're making an impact man i think that's all as an artist you really ever want is to be able to make a direct impact and see and the yeah, results and it's of like it. not just making an impact but like really you know giving it everything i got sure so that's really my message for everyone listening and for you Bo. It's like yo yes it's okay to be sad mm-hmm. but don't don't sell yourself short you know Nah, never that we've all we've all come a long way sure like, this is just, uh, it's, I think it's something I go through with my therapist, which, by the way, if anyone seeing therapists, I would recommend hitting your therapist up because they're doing phone calls now. And I'm about to get back in to my swing of things next Tuesday. But anyways, I digress. Um, all that to say, it's okay to, like, feel a certain type of way and just, like, accept the feelings and go through it and just, you know, wallow through the sadness. But end of the day, you still got to, like, snap out of it um i'm just i'm just allowing myself to just go through this right now um but i know knowing my personality i'm kind of stubborn so i know i'm gonna like kind of fight through it and get myself back in stride so it's just it's the face and and that's okay that's right this too shall pass yes it will (laughs) i got one last question from meta oh yeah yeah yeah. let's uh let's answer one more question Um, he asked, what was the moment you realized you wanted to do, you wanted to be a comedian or you wanted to do comedy? And for me, when I wanted to become a DJ, uh, mm. I'll let you go first. Uh, so the moment I, I think it was, it was probably 2012. Mm-hmm. And it was probably when I was already kind of like, I had moved back to D.C. and I'd done open mics, but it wasn't until, like, starting to see the real impact I was having in the community. Yeah. And... Do you remember the exact show? Like, was it a specific thing that... Nah, because, like, with me, like, when I started, I wasn't coming from it from a very, like... I was very angry and... I was very, like, uh, ego-driven in the beginning. Sure. I think, to, like, try to make a name for myself early on. But it wasn't until I saw the results of a lot of um, hard work that we both put in to create this dope show that we saw, you know, 
groups of people coming together that looked exactly like our neighborhood, mm-hmm. that people who didn't know us at all, white, black, Asian, African, Latino, yeah, everyone that was at our shows, packed out vibes. And I was like, damn, we did that. Like, I'm on this. Like, this shit feels like this is my calling. Yeah, yeah. Making people laugh, that's a very positive thing, but bringing people together and making us laugh as a group, that's like, that was powerful. So it wasn't until like, you know, it was probably like our first year, like, you know, the shows, but it was like, a, it was like, it wasn't all at once. It was like slowly seeing the build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I remember like having like these moments of like, these little visions of like, yo, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I, I went for it, though. I'll give myself credit by saying I went all in yeah. from the beginning. I didn't like half step it. And um, I think uh, that's what that's what like, you know, uh, pushed me to keep going was like the little the little wins because it wasn't all at once. Yeah. yeah. And it still isn't all at once. It's still it's still a battle. And I mean, do I have doubt <clears throat> sometimes, but overall, like I get a lot of affirmations Yeah, with all the work I put in. You're sure you're supposed to be doing this? Like, you're yeah. certain. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I don't know. It's, I've been very fortunate with like a lot of, um, I have a very high self-esteem that's like very unique, I think, in artists. Sure. A lot of artists have a lot of self-doubt and that comes with like, um, a lot of um you know creative people mm-hmm. you know self doubt's a big part of it but something inside me has always been str- like strong about like determined not to give up and yeah. you know I- i've been very lucky to have that in me so yeah man i mean 2012 when i started till now has been the you know the grind is what <clears throat> made me continue to think i should be doing comedy <laughs> but it's not it's never like a it's never been a layup you know what i mean no nah, no nah. Because, like, you look at this pandemic, you're like, am I supposed to be a comedian? <laughs> you know, God? <laughs> yeah. Are you listening? You know what I mean? Are you, what are you trying to do right now? Because I, technically, I am a comedian. But am I a comedian if I'm not performing? Mm. Feel me? So, this makes us existential crisis. No, nah, I mean, not. Nah, but there's other ways to, 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 you know, that's what I'm trying to say. There's other ways to engage people. Sure. So it's not about the comedian. It's about bringing people together and having community i think my calling is community yeah. like my, my my thing is like that's my talent people want to hear what i want to say like and it's not to like stroke my own ego it's just i'm the voice i was given the what do you call it the gift mm. the gift of gab or the gift of you know just like yeah you, you talk know, a lot but people do want to listen it's engaging it's engaging and it, dog i'm better than most people <laughs> I'm better than a lot of people. Talk bro. your shit, nigga. I'm just saying, <laughs> out of every, like, because, you know, we've seen so many comics over the years. Sure. Bro, and, like, it's not even a knock on them. It's like, it's like, yo, there's only a handful of people you really want to continue to listen to. No, that's true. I mean, I give you credit because you, you talk your shit and you produce shows. Like, you do the, you do the artist side of comedy and you do the business side very well. Because, like, because I don't see it's not very common. I've I've been exposed to a lot of comics in DC, LA, and like, yeah, that's kind of where you stand out. 
bro, like, like minorities don't have platforms like that. Yeah. They don't. And that's what I'm trying to emphasize. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, win any brownie points. It's like, I had to create my own lane. Sure. And, I, <clears throat> like, whoever comes up, you know, behind me is going to be in a better situation because there is a platform. Yeah. You know, it's not crazy to be a Bolivian Iranian comedian. <laughs> and so that's one thing that, you know, I've been I've, I've been able to take away from this entire situation that we're in right now is that I'm still, despite everything, very fortunate. Man, kudos to you, bro. Are you being all right? <laughs> no, so I'm being your- serious. <laughs> oh, uh, DJ. So for me, I had a moment of like coming out the closet. No, I had an epiphany. I don't own closets. Um, you were in Dupont Circle, <laughs> and a nice guy came up to you. And I was like, "I want you." So, like, when prior to me DJing, I was just produced. Like, that was just kind of my my way into music. Um, but I always had an ear for like samples, vinyls, like that. That was always like a part of my life because my dad owned records. I was just always around it. But then I used to work at this um, sneaker shop called social studies in frederick um and i met this dude called aj and he was a he was kind of like the only big name dj i knew at the time because he used to do this popping party with uh my boy matthias and frederick called um shit i'm forgetting the name Is oh it? god are you really a dj now bang 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 right, chill out they, they called it bang bang <laughs> so i i i working with AJ, I would, like, ask him all these DJ questions and just kind of, like, pick his brain. What does that button do? And <laughs> and he told me about this uh, documentary called Scratch. And watching that documentary, it kind of just, like, laid out everything that I always wanted to do with music. I got exposed to, like, scratching as being this thing where you manipulate, you know, a, a record sound to make it musical you could use the turntable as a musical instrument and since i had this fascination with sampling using that was almost like a tool where i could like incorporate production and djing to kind of do what you see me doing now with you know when i dj out or like when i do the videos so all that came from me watching that documentary this was back in like 2010 uh, Scratch. So any DJs out there or any music heads, if you're curious, go check out Scratch. It's probably free on YouTube right now. But that was like my moment where I was like, okay, this this is what I want to do. Like I want to do this like art form. So mm. at the highest level, whatever that is. And here we are. Yes. In my car recording this. <laughs> both unemployed. Fuck, man. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the unemployed boys. <laughs> uh, shit. Nah, but we we both, man, we've had so many dope moments together sure. over the course of the past eight years. So many highlights. It really, it really is going to be a dope documentary when they do do this because we're like we're not even in the. I don't know. I wouldn't even say middle. Uh-huh. We're like in the thirty percent. You know, one thirds. Yeah, I'd say we have a thirty year career ahead of us, and we're like eight years in. Eight so, years in. Pretty wild. Yeah, after thirty, I'm gonna have to hang it up, probably. For real? Yeah, I'm probably gonna do something else, another business. Um, 
Did you want to get into politics at some point? Yeah, I probably do politics. Something that I, I did for me, it's always about pushing myself. Mm. You know, that's what makes this a little bit frustrating because I'm not able to live up to my potential. But not to like be too hard on myself, I do give myself credit for like still doing it. I think yeah. like getting questions from listeners has really pushed me to like record new episodes for sure. Um, and so uh, before you know, we call it an episode. I just want to say thank you guys for listening, man. You know, uh, I've been working hard. I've been working so hard on making sure I don't be like Bo and be sad. I've been dropping content on the Overachievers Instagram page. I've been taking my tweets and posting it on the Overachievers page. And a lot of the tweets, they're not bad. You know what I mean? I've been keeping up. I've been trying to keep be original. Yeah. You know, give people stuff to really... uh, Treat it like I try to treat it like my show, man. Yeah. Give them the give them the fresh, the fresh stuff. And um, you know, it's not easy, but you know, uh sometimes as, as a lot of you know, man, life ain't supposed to be easy, man. We any, yeah. anything worth having, you gotta fight for that shit. So that's what we're gonna continue to do as overchews. We're gonna continue the fight. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you get a chance, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave a comment. That helps a lot, you know, uh, for the Apple, iTunes subscribers and Spotify <clears throat> and all that. And uh, tell your friends about it. My name is Martin Amini. And I'm DJ Bo. See you guys in the next episode. Peace, peace. Peace.